Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you that we are well. We thank you that every organ in our body is functioning in the way that you designed it. We thank you that we are free from sickness. We thank you that we are safe and protected, not only from the weather outside, but from all kinds of snares of the enemy. We thank you, Lord, that we are right with you. You keep us close. You call us by name to come to be with you this morning, to commune with you. We'd rather not be anywhere else, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that at the start of the day, we are able to acknowledge your presence. We are able to leave all our burdens outside and join and connect with you in our spirit so that you can release your wisdom, you can open up our understanding. You can pour out your anointing, your presence, your revelation from your word that applies to us today. We thank you, Father, for that love that is unchangeable for us. That no matter what we do, you still continue to love us the same. And you are unbiased in that love. You have no favorites is what your word tells us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this peace and joy that you pour into our hearts when we come to you. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere. We share it with all those that do not know you in person, with all those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you. And you send us out to call those lost sheep. You send your messengers. We thank you, Father, that you place those talents onto the hearts of the ones, the servants that you have decided must go out to call. And you bid those talents be multiplied. We thank you, Jesus. We share your peace and joy, Lord, with all those that have no one to pray for them as well. And with all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer at our altar today, we ask for a quickening in their spirits, that they might see your light, that the truth be revealed to them, and their hearts be turned towards you. This is our prayer, Father, today. Church, we make our prayer this morning. We call on your name, the name of our maker, our lifter, the God who always honors his covenants. The Lord, the strength of our salvation, who has covered our head in the day of battle. One who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who came to introduce us to that father and to his love. It is he who taught us to call him father. It is he who is that connector, the bridge, the way the truth and the life, the only way, the door to the Father, the sheep gate, 
the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny. He is our rock and our refuge, our daily bread. Come down straight from heaven to feed us on our journey into the kingdom, into the promised land of the Father. The way for each of these prodigal sons back home. And we pray in the name of His Spirit. The Spirit of the Living God, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Victory, the Spirit of El Shaddai, the All-Powerful. The one who changes times and seasons, the one who hovered over everything that's void and formless, giving it shape through creation. That same creation force in the universe. The greatest one. Now given to be within us. He has made his tabernacle within our body. And gives life to our mortal body. Quickens us in the spirit. That we are made alive. That we are born again. One who quickens our spirits. That we are charged to hear from the father. To receive his revelation. That our paths are made straight. The one who quickens us. Heals our backsliding. But is always willing to convict, never willing to condemn. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. With the gifts of angels and destiny helpers. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, with every physical provision that we need. That we might be found lacking nothing when we come to you. We thank you, Father, that you are doing a new thing today. That there is transformation when we come to you. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus, the blood of the new and eternal covenant. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we open our mouths to speak. Thank you, Jesus. Today, and this might probably be two parts, we shall start by looking at the tests of Abraham in our series on a season of testing. Abraham's journey started 
In Genesis 12, we see God promised Abram that he would be the father of nations and he made a covenant with him. He said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. He called him out, <clears throat> he called him out of his father's house in order to separate him from the idol worship of that land. And we will get back to that part of idol worship once again in our session tomorrow. Now, Abram was about 75 years old at the time. And he moved to Canaan. <clears throat> in Genesis 15 verse 4, we see God promising him a son. In one of his encounters with the Lord, he said, What can you give me, seeing that I don't have any heir? And it is my servant Eleazar of Damascus who will inherit everything I have. So God promised him a son. So the first challenge for him was that Sarah had passed her childbearing age. But God told him, we see in Genesis 15, God told him to start counting the stars in the sky saying, this is how your descendants would be. In order to boost his faith. Abram believed God and God credited to him, credited this belief to him as righteousness. Now that's an important thing for all of us as well when we are stuck in hopeless situations but are willing to believe. It says God credited it to him as righteousness. But this faith was to be tested. <clears throat> Eleven years passed and Abraham had no children yet. And though Abraham believed God, Sarah wasn't convinced that she could bear a child. They waited for nature to take its course and nothing was happening. Eleven years passed. And so Sarah decided that she would allow her maidservant. Now that was perfectly proper to do in the culture of the time. To have a surrogate mother for their child so that they might have an heir. She allowed her maidservant, Hagar, to be that surrogate. <clears throat> and she convinced Abraham. She thought God probably needed a little help. That Abraham could still be a father a lot easier than she could be a mother. Now Abraham agreed to her plan and Hagar bore a son. And they named him Ishmael, which means God has heard us. The question mark here is, did God really hear them? Was Ishmael a product of that hearing? A miracle of that hearing? And this is a lot like we are. When we pray and ask God to do something and it seems like nothing is happening. Time has passed and it has kept on passing. Nothing is happening. We're running out of our patience. And then we take matters into our own hands. We want to do something that may in fact not be the best choice. May not be anything near what God recommended at all. And then yet give God praise for it and say, thank you Lord for this outcome. We try to help God. Does that sound familiar in our circumstances when we've been praying and praying for a long time and nothing's happened? 
<clears throat> but when you look at it closely, it really cheapens the whole, the whole idea of faith. If you ask God for something, you could get some other way, which is exactly what this was, an other way. And then get it that way. You have religion, but you do not have faith because this was not authorized by God. When we look at Genesis 18, Sarah laughed when God told Abraham, when God came in the form of three visitors to Abraham's tent and prophesied that Abraham would have a son next year. This was 13 years after Ishmael was born. So they had to wait another 13 years, 24, 25 years in all. It says when Abraham left his home country in the Chaldeans, he was 75. And when Isaac was born, he was 100. So it took 25 years in the making and the testing of that faith. And Sarah laughed because she didn't think it was now possible. She was now 90 years old. A lot older than when God first promised her. And she wasn't even at bearing age back then. So she thought after 25 years, certainly not happening. They've tried and tried for 24 years. Nothing happened. She was 90 years at the time and she did indeed though conceive the son. When you read through that passage there in Genesis 18, God actually asked Abraham, why is she laughing? Do you think this is not possible for God? Is there anything that is not possible for God? She did indeed conceive a son the next year and he was named Isaac which ironically means laughter. A year before that, Sarah laughed, thinking it was impossible. And now God was the one that got the last laugh on that situation. God has funny ways of showing people that where their faith ends, that's where he starts. This was a test of God's timing. Many times we ask for a miracle and put a deadline on it. Not trusting God's process. Half the time we don't really know what the process is. So that makes it even more difficult. And God says, if you knew, it wouldn't be faith. That's where your faith is tested. It is not only about manufacturing the outcome. It is about testing that faith and how much we are willing to trust on him. Are you trusting God for your Isaac and then coming up with your own Ishmael even before his test is complete? Many of us are guilty of making this mistake. That is probably what prolonged Abraham's testing period there and the same applies to us as well. It's probably prolonging our testing period as well when we look to our Ishmael. Satan can tempt people with Ishmael as well in order to abort their Isaac. Isaac is the promise that God made to them 
and their Ishmael is what they came up with as a solution, as an alternative. And Satan can come and tempt, suggest, recommend, why don't you come up with your solution, seeing that nothing is happening? So that we can divert from God's process, and probably while diverting also divert from the promise. When he sees I or Isaac is coming, he will quickly push Hagar closer to you. Hagar represents that foreign opportunity in your life that is presented to you that is not from God. Hagar represents that alternative job that is a lesser paying one. When God has promised you the higher paying salary with a better designation that you've given him a vision for and asked for. So if you're trusting God for that specific job that you have given him the vision of and you have waited long and nothing is happening, Satan can come to you with this alternative offer. Just like he took Jesus on the mountain. And he said, all these kingdoms you see, I will give you. When Jesus actually was the owner of not only those kingdoms, but everything that existed. Everything on earth. The earth and its fullness thereof belong to the Lord, is what the Bible says. Are we seeing how our destiny can be shortchanged through that temptation? The Ishmael pushed forward in our lives through an opportunity called Hagar. A lesser offer, a smaller position, a smaller salary. He will even try to convince you that nothing better is going to come simply because it hasn't come so far. Just like Abraham and Sarah, you've waited and waited and nothing's happening. And now you're thinking fear and he starts to work fear and doubt as well into it. Is anything ever going to happen? He starts to put pressure on patience as well. Tries to squeeze your finances so that your bills are due, but money isn't coming in and the reserves are running out. And then people are forced to compromise on a career, on their finances, and even on God's promises. Because they chose to take the path to their lesser job. More often than not, that temptation comes just before your breakthrough is about to happen. Just like it is always the darkest just before dawn. The Ishmael in their life. That darkness just before dawn. That temptation just before breakthrough. At the cost of delaying and maybe even losing their promise, their Isaac. That was the job that they were trusting God to give them. That was the breakthrough they were hoping for. The vision that they had given him. And yet, they themselves gave up on that vision. Does this sound like us? Is that a test that we are enduring in our life today? Now God may still honor that job even though it was not his will. Remember Ishmael was not God's will or his plan for Abraham. 
but all the same he was a descendant of abraham and god wouldn't go back on his covenant he had promised abraham that he would bless his descendants so he had to bless ishmael as well but here satan has been successful in pushing the promise back by some time in pushing your career back by a few years by getting you to accept the lower paying salary and the lower designation so that by the time you get back to the one that you were at some time would have passed by you would have to live during that time on lower financial income a lower designation probably lower self esteem and wait much longer for you to fulfill that which god promised you satan is all about aborting that promise all about aborting your destiny so that you will not fulfill just like we say jeremiah 29 verse 11 god has plans for me so that you will not fulfill those plans he will try and put all obstructions that he can in that way and then like abraham your isaac too may have to wait for another 13 years or in general a longer period of time before you rise up again to that level and with it goes all your ministry and the plans god had in mind for you to fulfill when you were to get your isaac all of that got delayed satan actually won that battle in the short term not the long term in the longer term yes your isaac may still come but look at the extra cost that you have incurred look at the extra testing that is now introduced into the process because god will have to wet your commitment your loyalty your obedience once again this test is critical and many christians fail here due to the lack of discernment lack of perseverance lack of trusting god's process and timing we shall stop here today tomorrow we continue on the second part of abraham's testing where we see he was tested for that loyalty that we just spoke of father in the name of jesus i pray for all christians lord everyone that is trusting you for a breakthrough for a miracle at our eyes of discernment our eyes are ears every spiritual sense of discernment be opened activated i ask for the grace of perseverance lord to hold on to the vision we have given you in our prayer and the promise that we have received from you through your word that promise that becomes real to us from your word becoming our sword of the sword of the spirit by which we fight against all doubt and all fear that is thrown away against every idea and suggestion of ishmael that is thrown away that we trust your process father knowing that you and your ways are perfect your ways are higher than our ways even though we do not understand it right now just as it says in isaiah 55 7 and 8 we trust on that way we trust in your plan that you have for us plans to prosper us and not bring us in harm's way that we hold on 
that we surrender to you and not let go. I ask for that grace upon each of our lives, Lord. Everyone that goes through this phase, this season of tests in their life. That we relate to this story of Abraham. That grace be given to each one, Lord. That we might stick to the plan and we might see the manifestation of your glory in our lives. I ask for that edification in our spirits this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are in battle, that are facing division and separation. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. That every such yoke, every such altar that stands in the path of their destiny, seeking to abort it, let every such altar be crushed now by the blood of Jesus. Every yoke be cast out. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, <clears throat> there is liberty. Let that experience of liberty, of freedom, come to your children, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends as well. Especially those that are not yet saved, have not yet seen their salvation. Quicken them, Lord, that they might call on your name and they shall be delivered. They cannot end up in shame. Everyone that is trusting you for this grace, this miracle, they are Isaac. They cannot end up in shame. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit and with your Holy Spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Tere <laughs> 
scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from 1 Peter 1 verses 6 and 7 in this you rejoice though now for a little while you may have to suffer various trials so that the genuineness of your faith more precious than gold which though perishable is tested by fire may redound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 and 18, quoted from the NIV, where it talks about crossing the sea. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections that he shares on all our social media channels, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teaching sessions, please share the links with friends and family so that they can join Allah, they can join live on Zoom or on YouTube. 
or alternatively you can share recordings as well that are available on our facebook page they are posted there it's also available on our tele on our um, spotify podcast page as well as our youtube page you can also share links to the telegram group so they can join the prayer group and share their prayer requests here knowing that there will be others that will pray with and for them give that as a gift also a reminder Also a reminder about our Bible study topic this evening, uh, sorry, this Friday. It is the fourth part in our series on altars and what you need to know about them. We will learn about altars, how to know if there is an altar working in and against your life, the role of an altar in prayer and how you can build one. We shall share links for Zoom and YouTube on the Telegram group. They're already posted on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Please share those, invite others to join. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, it does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. everyone. Thank you, Russell.